an offering that we give of ourselves. Normally, I, I would say normally, most times people in churches and, and people who do what I do give a, kind of a Thanksgiving Day message the Sunday before Thanksgiving. For many reasons, I decided not to do that. One of them being is, I kind of think we need this going into the holidays, for one. And two, we kind of need this lots of times during the year. Being thankful is one of the things that is repeated over and over again in the Scriptures. It's one of the things that that Christ asks us and God asks us over and over again, be thankful. And you know, I've I've been thinking about that and just been kind of dwelling on that in light of our Thanksgiving and and so forth, and I'm more aware than maybe normally because some of the things I'm going to talk about here. And, uh, and I thought about it as a father and, and as a parent. And uh, you guys take note of this, all right? Those of you who are, you're all still living at home, right? Most of you? Yeah, okay. Your parents are going to love me for this, by the way. Just, I'll tell you what's coming, all right? Um, but I, I, remember, I remember how I felt one time, and particularly with our son, um, because he was playing basketball in high school at the time, and, and at that time, this was a big stretch for us. And it, was, I just, it was when the whole tennis shoe thing was just really getting absolutely crazy. And of course, now it's just, what do you do? Take a second mortgage and now buy tennis shoes for kids? I mean, it's just nuts. And, um, and at that time, these were some of, the, some of the Jordan shoes, and I think they were $125. And we're talking, I don't know, my son's 30, so that gives you some idea how long we're talking about. And um, I remember how he responded when I surprisingly brought him some, some Jordans that were, I don't know which ones they were, the Jordans M16s, whatever they are, whatever, I don't know. What <laughs> I don't, they had some number to them. And uh, I remember how he responded when I got those for him. And I just felt so great because he was so thankful. But then I also remember with either one of our kids at any given time on a couple of different issues, when I got them some things that, again, that was a bit of a sacrifice for us financially, and it was kind of like, throw it off to the side, and you're thinking, see, what'd I do that for? Well, I want you to multiply that about a hundredfold or so, and maybe you'll get some impression, particularly if you're a parent, but you don't have to be a parent. You can even think about it because all of us have done things or gotten things for people and have felt like it wasn't appreciated, and we walk away from that experience usually kind of like, yeah, yeah. What do I do that for? I think that's one of the reasons that God says over and over and over again, be thankful and all things give thanks. And I'm going to show you some of those verses in just a moment. So we're going to talk about that. And really our theme is uh, the thankful and the thankless, what's the difference? The thankful and the thankless, what's the difference? And I have some thoughts here for you just to kind of get us into thinking about this. The first one comes from a great American author. Henry Ward Beecher, the unthankful heart discovers no mercies, but let the thankful heart sweep through the day. And as the magnet finds the iron, so it will find in every hour some heavenly blessing. I just really like that. I think it describes people who are thankful. No matter what's going on, they're able just to kind of sweep through the day and find something else for which they can be thankful. Another thought comes from um, another great American, Oliver Wendell Holmes, the man who thinks his wife, I've used this before and I like this, the man who thinks his wife, his baby, his house, his horse, his dog, and himself, severely unequaled, is almost sure to be a good-humored person. Isn't that true? 
The person who thinks, well, I just, that's great, I got the best, you know, I'm so thankful. They're just, they're good humored people. They're nice to be around. Now, another, don't show it yet, but another great quote from a not yet great American author, but soon to be, okay? Here we go. You ready? Um, grateful people, you, you read ahead, didn't you? Uh, now, what, this is a pretty good statement here. Grateful people, grateful people are of all God's creatures the most pleasant to be around. They don't whine, talk through their noses, or throw beer on basketball players. They just, <laughs> they just enjoy life. Plus, they're just fun to be around. Just thought I'd throw that in to kind of a relevant little news item there. But it's true. I don't want to be around those people, and neither do you. Not to mention the fact that I don't want some eight-foot giant slugging me, you know, because I'm sitting in the wrong seat. Um, but, I mean, that's the issue here, really, isn't it? We're going to talk about part of that issue is the whole sense of entitlement. I'm not here to give social commentary on how basketball fans ought to act. I'm happy to do that sometime. But um, um, it is a little ridiculous, just for the record. But, but this is grateful people are, of all God's creatures, the most pleasant to be around. They really are. The, the talk through the nose thing, you know, I, that comes from those, you know, sometimes whiners just go, oh, I can't, oh, man, why is it doing that? And they talk through their nose, and you're like, oh, give me a break. I don't need to hear this. Who wants to be around that kind of person? You know what's worse than that? Most of us, at different times, probably have been that way, even for a little while. And I was aware of this particular talk that I had been preparing for some time, and this week being Thanksgiving and so forth. I find myself, I found myself too, I caught myself two or three times. We had, um, I can talk about this because they're never going to get the CD, and they don't have the technology, uh, and I want to make sure that everybody here knows and our staff, they will never get the CD. Um, (laughs) But I, we went home uh, to my parents' home for Christmas. Not really my home. I haven't been there in 40 years, but um, um, 30 years. But um, we went to their house for, for, Chris, for Easter, or Thanksgiving. <laughs> it, was a, it was a traumatic experience, let me tell you. Um, seemed like Christmas to Easter. But uh, <laughs> we went there for, for, for uh, Thanksgiving, and, and uh, aside from the traffic and, and uh, driving, they, they live in Ohio. Uh, Western Ohio, which is normally about, you know, nine and a half hour drive or so, maybe a little more than that. And going there was about 11 hours because uh, Pennsylvania seems to get longer every time I drive through it. And, uh, but anyway, um, my mom and dad are 85 years old and they do very well for 85 year olds and they get around great. Um, and, um, but I told mom, cause my brother, my brother's, uh, wife, they were having all their family over, and they, my mom and dad asked, can we just have Thanksgiving here with just the four of us? And I said, oh, that'd be great. Just get us a, you know, and yeah, I understand this. I love turkey. I love turkey. One of the great mysteries in life to me is why there aren't turkey restaurants. You know, they got burger restaurants, they got rib restaurants, they got chicken restaurants. Why won't they have turkey restaurants? I don't understand that. It's one of those great mysteries to me. But anyway, I love turkey. I look forward to this every year. Every now and then, you know, Charlie will, will have turkey. But, but, you know, every year we get turkey. I just love, I love Thanksgiving because of turkey. Pretty shallow guy, but I just love turkey. So mom said, why don't we just have turkey breast? Or I, she said, why don't we just have turkey here and, and something? And she knew Charlie and I were doing this Miami, this, this South Beach thing. And, and I said, that'd be great. 
just have the, uh, the uh, just get a turkey breast and some green beans or something, I'll be happy. And um, so I get there. And my mother, bless her heart, she's just, you know, she's not the cook she used to be. So she has some kind of a processed turkey roll. And I'm like, I mean, I, I don't, I, it's kind of the equivalent of spam or something to turkey. I don't know. And I'm going through the whole thing, and I don't say anything, but Charlene's hearing it. I'm going, I can't believe it. It's not a turkey. It's not a stinging turkey roll. You know, white and dark meat mixed together. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is makes me happy. If she ever hears a CD, I'm dead. I just want you to know that. But anyway, um, and I had, to, I had to stop. I had to check it. And I had to say, I'm doing exactly what I'm going to talk about not doing Sunday. So I thought I needed to confess that to you and just get it off my heart, you know, and off my soul. But how many times do we get into that little, just that rapidly declining deal? Something doesn't quite go our way or we're disappointed in something or some expectation major or minor comes along the way and we're just like, oh. By the way, there's, a rest, there's another side to that story which I'll tell you about in just a moment because it all was not lost. And I'm going to talk about that in just a moment, all right? So let's get into this. I want to just hit these very quickly, the thankful and the thankless. What's the difference? This is sort of a three-part Thanksgiving test, okay? And we're going to kind of put one against the other, and you're going to see what I mean by that. The first thing is this. It's an appreciator versus a whiner, okay? It's an appreciator. We talk about the thankful and the thankless. It's one who is an appreciator versus one who is a whiner. Now, I want to show you, just show you two very quick verses from the Bible and make a couple comments and move on. But look what he says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. No matter what happens, turkey roll or not, no matter what happens, always be thankful, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. No matter what happens, always be thankful. Number two verse that I want you to see is just part of it. We're going to see more of this later, but Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. You've heard me use this before, and this is really a good one, all right? This is really a good one. Do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering or grumbling. No second-guessing allowed. No grumbling. Isn't it neat? I love those, those onomatopoeic words. Remember that from school? Onomatopoeia. It's, it's a word that is defined... Maybe you didn't get this in English, okay? So you guys got it, okay. Uh, it's a word that is defined, like I'm going to teach you guys English, right, uh-huh. Um, um, it's a word that is defined by how it sounds, like grumbling, grumbling, grumbling. I just like that, because that's what, exactly what it is. Oh, grumble, 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 grumble. I don't like this turkey. I don't like this. I don't like that. He says, I think it's amazing to me that in the Bible, God's truth it says, don't do that. And yet, in life, what don't we like? Whiners. I mean, the Bible is just so practical about these things. I just think it's fascinating to me. I mean, long before it was popular, we have that, you know, we, we see that little, that universal symbol of, of the no thing, you know, the, the slash out. And it's got, like, you've seen this probably before, some of the sentences whining and, you know, and the little the universal slash. We don't want none of that here. That's what God has said since, you know, really, this was written in 60, 64, 65 A.D., and, of course, it's a principle that was even before that. 
an appreciator versus a whiner. One of the big differences between these people is how they respond to life with all of its twists, with all of its ups and downs, with all of its disappointments. That's the difference here. The appreciator, the appreciator looks for the silver lining, looks for the new direction, looks for the new challenges. And something doesn't go their particular way, their attitude is not, oh man, why did that happen? But their attitude becomes, well, gee, I guess, there's another, I guess I'm going in a different direction than what I thought. That's pretty good. Um, the whiner just kind of wants to complain about how rotten things are. You know, and I would just say this. Eliminate. Eliminate that whole negative, complaining poison that what it is. Eliminate that and learn the art of appreciation. And I believe it's a learned art. Because it doesn't always come natural. It doesn't always come natural for me. It doesn't always come natural for any of us. Learn to... And, and there's, a, there's a key to that. And I'm going gonna, gonna to show you that more in just a moment. That's the first thing, though. An appreciator versus a whiner. Second thought that I want you to kind of grab hold of is this. This is also the difference between the thankful and the thankless. Not only are the appreciator versus the whiner, it's the cheerful versus the grumpy. It's the cheerful versus the grumpy. You say, okay, let me think about this. All right, let me show you again from the, from the uh, book of Philippians, that verse that I started to read a moment ago, Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. I read the first part of it. Um, this is from the message translation or par- paraphrase. Look what it says. Do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering, no second guessing. Now no, keep reading. Go out into the world uncorrupted. Not the world, but you uncorrupted. A breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. Provide people, provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. One of the great non-mysteries in life are those quote-unquote Christians who don't understand why some people don't want to become followers of Christ like they say they do when they're negative and complaining and whining and trying to do all kinds of other stuff that, that's not positive in, in any way. And they say, well, I don't understand why people don't want to don't love God like I do. Well, it's because they're looking at your life. You know, I remember that as a, that's true. I remember, I remember that as a young man. Um, one of my first, really, doubts, I don't know, there's a doubt question, maybe some doubt too, about the whole thing of following Christ was I looked around this CD ever gets in the wrong hands. I'm in big trouble. But I, I look around, I look around where I was, where, where we were going to church, and I was thinking, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. And and that's a terrible. I know it's a terribly judgmental thing to say. But from a from a ten year old and a fifteen year old and a sixteen year old as I was at the time to look around and seeing people who weren't happy, who weren't enjoying life, who pretty much were just pretty miserable about life and and complained. And that was generally the tone of that particular group of people. It's not really that unusual. You're just thinking, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. And unfortunately, that too often is the case. Be careful with this. When I, he says doing everything readily and cheerfully, um, this is, has to do with the inner attitude. This is not a personality as we're defining it here. This is, he's not talking about the cheerful personality, the cheerleader type personality. That's a great personality to have, and some of you have that, and God bless you. We need you. All right? But that's not necess- he's not saying we all have the same personality. 
that we're all sitting there going, yeah, 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 isn't this great? Aren't we? That's not, the point that he's making is that this is an inner attitude of, of cheerfulness, of, of, seeing a, of seeing a silver lining, as we talked about earlier. Um, don't dismiss this because this is not a quote-unquote personality type. Okay? He's talking about an attitude of just seeing good no matter what, even, even though that may be difficult to do at times. And I'm going to give you the secret to that too in just a moment. All right? So, the difference between these, these thankful and thankless people. One's an appreciator, the other is a whiner. One is cheerful, one is grumpy. That cheer may be a, a, a more subtle thing, may not necessarily be an overt thing, but it's there. The third little contrast that I will give you is it's humility versus entitlement. It's humility versus entitlement. Now look in Philippians chapter 4, still back in the book of Philippians in the New Testament. Look what he says in verse 11. I have learned, just kind of follow along. I have learned to be satisfied with the things I have and with everything that happens. This is the Apostle Paul talking. I know how to live when I am poor. I know how to live when I have plenty. I have learned the secret of being happy at any time in everything that happens. When I have enough to eat and when I go hungry. When I have more than what I need and when I don't have enough. I can do all things through Christ because He gives me strength. Fairly, fairly well-known verse among, among many people, actually. But again, it comes, and I pointed this out a, a few weeks ago, it comes, I can do all things through Christ. That verse comes on the heels of one of the most difficult things we sometimes face in life, and that is no matter what the circumstances are, no matter what's going on around me, I can find joy and contentment in that. How do I do that? Well, frankly, I don't think you can do it without God. You know, I don't, at least inwardly, you can always put on a good face and you can always, you know, look okay. But I don't think you can really have that inner thing going without some kind of a relationship with God. And that's what he's showing us here. Humility versus entitlement. Let me just make a couple of comments about that because I think it's important to do. Some of the worst scoundrels in life are people who, who live as if the world owes them something. We've all known people like that. They think they have some sort of entitlement to life and all that life has to offer them. Um, These kind of people lack humility. They lack care. They lack concern for others. And can I say it again? They're not much fun to be around. They're not. Because they think they have a certain entitlement. And they don't. None of us do. Um, The thankful person can enjoy the best that life has to offer but he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. And he lives in a constant awareness of God's blessings upon his or her life. Constantly aware of whatever those blessings may be. Never thinking for a moment that I deserve this because I really don't. But I'm thankful for it. You say, well, I do. I work hard and 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 I do deserve it. You know, there are other people who work just as hard who may not have that. So what does that say? Just thank God for His blessings and move on. That's what that says. This is, let, me, let me wrap this together for you because I think this is really important. Um, a, 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 good, a good Thanksgiving verse, maybe you've heard it somewhere along the way, maybe you saw it on TV or something. Um, I'm going to use another, a different translation for it because I think this is just a great translation and it's a great uh, paraphrase because it, it's really in the language of today. And it's uh, Psalm 100. It's just two verses. Let me just show it to you. Enter with the password. Thank you. 
Isn't that good? Enter with a password. Thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. And again, he's talking there. I'm just talking about the things you're thankful for. This is what we do at Thanksgiving, isn't it? We sit around and say, well, what are you thankful for? Well, you, know, you know what? I'm suggesting that needs to take place at times other than just Thanksgiving. Once a year? What's that? Keep reading here. Thank Him. Worship Him. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and ever. Psalm 100, verses 4 and 5. I want to suggest something to you. You know, maybe this would be a good discussion starter for you and maybe at dinner once a week or however often. Maybe you got some friends you get together with and have coffee with. Um, and, and maybe the question needs to be this, and I wrote it down because I want, I want you just to, maybe the question we need to ask each other more than once would be, what happened or didn't happen this week? What happened or didn't happen this week that may cause you to have great thankfulness for years to come? Just think on that thought for a moment. What happened or didn't happen this week that may cause you to have great thankfulness for years to come? Here's the trick on this whole thing. This keeps us from just thanking God for the good stuff. And we may thank God for stuff that we're not so sure if it was good or bad. Because let's think about it. Some of the things that you're most thankful for today are some things that you prayed desperately for years ago. This, this is an important lesson. I have a song. I'm not going to sing it. Our gang doesn't know it. But it's a country song, Okay. It's Garth Brooks. It wasn't a big hit, but it was a mediocre hit. And uh, I always, I'm always hesitant to give country songs because I think I'm the only person here that has any appreciation for a little bit of country music, but I do. I'll confess it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right. Um, and this is the only city in the country that does not have a good country music station. But anyway, and some of you say amen. Um, this is a Garth Brooks song. Listen, just listen to the words. Just the other night at a hometown football game, my wife and I ran into my old high school flame. And as I introduced them to the past, uh, the past came back to me, and I, ta- I couldn't help but think of the way things used to be. She was the one that I wanted for all times, and each night I'd spend praying that God would make her mine. If He'd only grant me this wish, I wished back then, I'd never ask for anything again. She wasn't quite the angel that I remembered in my dreams. <laughs> And I can tell that time had changed me in her eyes too, it seemed. We tried to talk about the old days. There wasn't much we could recall. I guess the Lord knows what He's doing after all. And as she walked away, and I looked at my wife, and then and there, I thanked the good Lord for the gifts in my life. And the chorus goes, Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. Remember when you're talking to the man upstairs that just because he may not answer, that doesn't mean he don't care. Great English. Just because he, he may not answer doesn't mean he don't care. Some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayer. That's true. That is very true. So when I make a statement to you like, sit around sometime, maybe once a week, maybe once a month, I don't know, and get with a friend or your mate or your kids or your, or your good friends or whoever it is and say, Hey, what happened or didn't happen this week or this month that may cause you great thankfulness in years to come? You won't know everything, obviously. But it's just amazing how that works. Can I tell you about the rest of my Thanksgiving day? 
I got turkey. We ended up visiting as you do when you go back to your, to your place of, of uh, family and so forth. We ended up visiting some other family members, and every place I went, they had more turkey, you know, like everybody else. And they couldn't understand why Rich made a beeline for the turkey, but I did. And it was great. And I enjoyed getting to see people. And it really, it was just kind of one of those cool things. That's a simple, silly, trivial illustration. But there are many things that are much deeper. I can sit around here with just some people that I know and talk about people who were terribly, terribly disappointed because they got downsized and they lost a job that are now, sometimes five or ten years after that, so thankful that that happened. People who went through a horrible time personally, maybe through a divorce or maybe through some other kind of thing, and now are so thankful, even though they wouldn't want to go through that again, so thankful that God, through all that, has blessed their lives in a much deeper, more meaningful way. That's the attitude that God's talking about here. That's the thankful versus the thankless. Let's pray together. And as we, as we do, before we pray, let's just read that verse one more time. Let's kind of make it a prayer. Let's look at that again. Enter with the password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank Him. Worship Him. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and ever. Enter with the password, thank you. Let's pray. Let's stand together and pray. Lord, we are so thankful that we can come together and just discuss these things. And Lord, of course, it begins, I believe, in a relationship with you. And I, just, I would ask you, Lord, that each one of us would just take a time to reflect upon not just the blessings of life, health, and, and, and success, or the deal that came through, or, or the new house, or the new car, or whatever it might be. Certainly, Lord, we're thankful for that. But help us to think beyond that, of the things that maybe we're disappointed in this morning. Maybe there's some discontent because of that, to think about, isn't it going to be exciting to see how one day we may stand right here and say, thank you, God, that that happened. Help us to think beyond uh, just the, the present circumstances, Lord. Thank you for your love. And Lord, we thank you for Jesus who came and, and went to the cross and suffered and died and went to the tomb and rose again that we might have life eternally. And by trusting, trusting in what he has done for us, we would have and be able to have a relationship with you. We're thankful for that, Lord. That's the basis of what we're all about here. And we thank you and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.